Okay. Uh, the suspense is killing me because Jen and I are in the studio. Kayla's out of town. And I get this text message on the way to the studio from Jen that's like, okay, I'm very fragile right now. I don't know if I'm going to laugh or cry all night. I don't even know, like, honestly, how to start this conversation. I've had the most emotional roller coaster of a day. Okay. It was like three or four things. And they're totally, completely different. And just they all unrelated? Just completely unrelated. Are you okay in this moment? Um... I don't know. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms, all at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. I'm going to even make myself wait while I say I'm pretty excited because our Patreon is growing. We're sharing the GabFest every Wednesday. I have a feeling this week's GabFest is going to be good, too, for some reason. I feel like this might carry over into a GabFest. Probably will. Our GabFests are the best part of our content, That's I think. some people's favorite. I have so many people there. They're like, know. the GabFest is my favorite. So patreon.com slash hi, my name is mom. It's only three bucks a month to get the GabFest every single week. Uh, so go do that. And then I also have a little request for anyone listening. I think you should just pause the episode real quick. And if you have a mom friend, a mama to be friend, someone who wants to be a mom, I don't know, maybe it's even like a grandma who wants to nostalgically... <laughs> Listen to some of our ridiculousness. (laughs) Hey, will you share our show with them? Because the best way we can grow is word of mouth. And we love sharing this show. We love the community we've built. And if you would just take a sec to like, if you think there's a mom friend who would like our show, would you just tell her about it? That would just be cool. That's really okay, that's all. That's I don't really like asking true. for things, but I, or or leave us a little review. That could also help. And follow us at Hi, my name is Mom Official. Okay, Jen, what's going on? You seem like you're about to laugh, and that's why I'm trying to. When I saw your text messages, I was you're like, like, Oh my god, Jen's pregnant. Well, yeah, that was actually my first thought. Oh, oh yeah. Side note: Before I turned the mic on, Jen was like, I just started my period, and she was. And if anyone heard the last episode we did with the guys last week, where I learned about ball hammocks, and we all learned how much sex Jen and Adrian are having. We all know that Jen was like, if I don't get pregnant this month, it's a miracle. So yeah. that I was honestly like, it has, she's pregnant. Yeah. That was my first thought. But then just the way you worded everything, I was, and I still am, I'm worried about you. Um, you know, I'm not like, it's not even all about me. Like, I mean, most of it isn't actually, okay. it's, it, but what's really, so I'm going to just give you like a chronologic okay. breakdown of my, of my day. day. Some of this, I don't even know if I want to share. I don't know yeah. how much of this podcast will wind up editing. You know, if there's pieces or details that we'll leave out, but if some of it I'm will make people pay you, for, right? Exactly. <laughs> Find out how it ends. Go to patreoncom hi, my name is mom. If we did that, oh my god, that's a, that's a great idea. That's a great that's a good, idea. That makes me smiley like that. Um, so okay, so you know. Um, our friends, Scott and Vicky, we've been trying to have Vicky on the show for yes. several weeks, actually, because they have four kids. He's an incredible musician and a Marine. Um, he's been involved in like some really high level, high profile extractions in, in the past. And um, they and a bunch of group, a huge group of our friends fostered orphans from Ukraine over December. And these guys decided they wanted to adopt the little boy that they fostered, which is incredibly wonderful and all of those things. And then the Russian invasion of yeah, Ukraine. Crazy happened. timing. So... 
I mean, I don't know how much of this I, I can even talk about, right? But like Scott flew in Poland and his wife and the spouses of some of the other people who hosted flew to Poland and were waiting in Poland. And no one heard from him for like three days. Jeez. You have seven kids here all combined, right? None, no one heard from him. Vicky's phone wasn't working. They left, their luggage was all lost in, in America. Um, it, it just like couldn't heard from him. So this morning I get this text message and photos from Vicky, just like this has been the most emotional roller coaster of my life. It's been exhausting. I haven't slept in days and days and days. She's like, they just got out of Ukraine. They got all 50 kids out. Oh my gosh. And wow. we're all on a bus headed to Lithuania. And then we'll get like visas worked out and whatnot. We'll, you know, be flying back from Poland at that point. So she sends me pictures. And obviously, like, because no one really has known what's been going on, like, I just like lost it emotionally. Yeah. I'm just bawling. I'm thinking like, you know, I, I feel like I do a lot as a mom and like that morning really put it. I mean, I feel like I could cry right now thinking about it because yeah. it's like, I got to show you these pictures too, because like yeah. literally when you, when you really like stop down and think about what being a mom is about, <laughs> look at that. Cause it, it does, it makes oh me cry. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. It's, and for me, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I knew I was not going to be able to get through this. It's like, yeah, it is like the, basic tenet right of yeah. us as moms is like these kids yeah and, sorry and to just to think about the fact that these are like 50 little lives that probably yeah. wouldn't be here yeah and it was really it was a hard morning because it was a lot of emotions it was like I'm super happy super relieved they're okay all of a sudden, I'm like, well, shit, man. <laughs> what am I need I to step it up. What am I doing? Like, <laughs> crap, you know, it's like my feed is filled with, my social feeds are filled with people. Like, what can I do to help? How can I help? And I'm like, wow, these are people who really are just putting their money and their time and their energy and their lives on the line to yeah. help other people. And the sort of mama vibes for me just like had me going all morning. Yeah. And then to get the the message with like all the details from her, like knowing everything is is good made me just like really, really happy. So wow, that's amazing. And and anybody listening, I mean, it's just a picture of just a massive group of little babies, you yeah, know, just kids, kids whose lives were uh were changed. Yeah. And for it's, the it's good pretty today. amazing that like some of these kids, you know, got to the Polish border, not really having any idea what was happening and I'm saw sure. very familiar faces who offered them, you know, love and home and family. Oh, the terror that must have, you know, yeah. just the unknown when you're a kid and you don't even have that person to look to who just gives you reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't quite imagine it, but it did. It started my day off on this like really happy, very sad, you know, yeah. like, no, like, yeah. geez, you know? Yeah. So I kind of like put that to bed and I was like, I'm, I'm in a good space. Okay. This is happy. It's a great day. And then Adrian and I had this really deep conversation. Okay. And I'm like, oh, it's a deep conversation. It, it really like, we started talking a lot about how really since I've become a mom and this is me, not him, since I've become a mom, I have like really just not been very vulnerable with him. Mm. You know, I feel You're like. You're not very vulnerable with anyone. No, not often. And it's, it's like, I don't know if it's armor, if it's a shield, I don't know what, I know I haven't always been like this, but I do know that like when you, when you have like high pressure jobs and things like that, you do sort of develop like a, 
you know, there's like a, it's, it's a like, defense mechanism. Yeah. A little bit. And man, we had that one of the heaviest conversations I think we've ever had of our entire relationship today wow. where, you know, he asked me why I wasn't being vulnerable with him. And is there some, was there something that sparked that question? Yeah. I'll tell you exactly what it was. He, <laughs> he's speaking <laughs> of our sex life. <laughs> he wanted me to send him like a striptease video. <laughs> my response was, you don't even like my body. And he was like, what? Oh my Are gosh. you serious? He's like, why would you ever think that? And so it really started this like, you know. Do you remember I sent him basically a striptease of you when, <laughs> when Kayla was spray tanning you? So Kayla was giving us all spray tans and I was videoing. And so Jen was naked. And Corey's, of course, shooting social <laughs> and content. I was like, with me well, and the funny thong. thing is, like, it was actually, I haven't put that video out yet. We need to do that. And of course, we're like going to blur everything or like put little stickers. But <laughs> but I sent the uncensored video um, to Adrian. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was so, I, I don't know. I think we talk a lot on our podcast, right, about that sort of that space of how your body changes and, I mean, you just change like not, it's not just age. It's, it's being a parent, it's being a mom, it's carrying babies in your body. It's all of the stuff that comes along with that. And there's just this part of me that never thought that those changes that my body has gone through were sexy or were worthy. Right. And we really never had a conversation about it, but him asking for that, it shocked me first of all, because it was like, I didn't, I didn't think you'd ever want that, you know? And he felt really bad, obviously. He's like, why in the world would you think that I don't find you attractive and that I don't love your body? And, you know, these are like heavy, they're heavy, heavy things. He's like, I, I love. He probably assumes. That I knew. Yeah, because you come across as an, and you are a very secure person in so many ways. So, I mean, I think I, I think I'm confident. I think we all have yeah. body is, image issues. Well, and you've like, talked about that. You've yeah. touched on that here on the podcast. I've tried really hard, though, to kind of like stifle them because I don't want to pass any of that on to my daughters. Like, I don't yeah. want them ever to see me looking in the mirror being like, Ugh, these like thighs or, you know, this tummy. It's like I, when I talk about my body, if I ever do, it's sort of from this place of like. I have had four children in this stomach, Ava. I was like, it's pretty yeah. amazing. You know, right. there's there's like, there's always sort of a, a positive spin on it. But the reality is inside my head, I'm like, I am not this like young, sexy 25 year old anymore, you yeah. know? And it's hard. It's like, I don't, I am, I will never be the, like, I will never be the like everyday in the gym type. Do I work yeah. out three times a week for very short intervals? Yes. And I like that, but it fits, you know, it fits my lifestyle. But I don't, I don't want the like, perfect body enough to work out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. Sense. Like, yeah, I, you know, so I just, I've, I've been trying really hard to kind of embrace my body and it's been, it's getting a lot better. And obviously this conversation with Adrian was so heavy and so deep because I think we both kind of ended it with like, wow, I can't believe we've wasted so much time. We've never talked about this before. Like yeah. how has this never come up in our marriage? And I mean, like you said, our sex life is great. We're, we're so close. We talk about a lot of stuff. So this one thing. Well, he's probably thinking too, our sex life is great. Right. What on earth would make her think I'm not attracted to her and want right. to see her body. Right. But there's a difference between like sex and the way it feels. Right. And actually thinking someone wants you like strutting around just to look at your body. Right. And he's like, but I, I touch your ass every day. Yeah. When I walk by you, he's like, I, I touch you all the time. He's like, why would you not think that 
why would you not think I, I, I don't find you attractive? And, I, and then, of course, I felt bad because, I, you know, I, I didn't want him to think that it was something he did necessarily yeah. because he does do all of those things right. It's just something mentally that I've really been struggling to overcome for a long time and haven't really been able to figure out until today how. I mean, I feel so yeah. much better, but I do feel like I've been completely beaten up. And I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. Did well, you start as great? Did, did you, did I, am I misremembering this or did you say it was like a fight? No, not at all. It wasn't at all. No, he okay. asked me to send him. He asked me to send him a striptease. Okay, and I've never done. For the record, I've never done that in my whole life. The I'm closest not, I've come to a striptease was literally like <laughs> probably a dance class or something. Yeah, I am right, like, like a I sexy dance in a class. Yeah, and, and I am not the person. Like, if you know me, you know I do not dance. I do not sing except when I'm completely alone. But so, you did wear like the hottest short red dress to our event, so he's probably like. <laughs> You know, we're edging our way there. Slowly. For the record, I've never done that either. Like, Ty yeah. and I don't even, like, we don't really send, like, naked pics of any kind well, Adrian, to each other. I mean, you've seen them, right? Adrian yeah, and I, you well, guys at least do that. mine. I, I do send do those. Yeah. yeah, it's a thing for us. And it works really well. But, I mean, this was obviously a step up from that. And it sort of triggered something in me. I was like, yeah. wait a second. Wait. Did it immediately make you feel insecure hearing that? Yeah, because I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. It's like if somebody asked me to give them a lap dance. Right. Like, I could never. There's right. no part of me that could literally give Adrian or anyone a lap dance. I just couldn't do it. I'm not, right. a, I'm not, just not that person. Yeah, I get it. So it was really strange. Right. So how did it, I think it, it was probably the best thing that could have happened, especially yeah, because was. you guys have had this major reconnection. But yeah. the irony of you saying this is that for some reason- you know, we had, we had a guest like Jen mentioned that was going to be here, you know, and it, it didn't work out because of amazing reasons really. And so we were kind of talking about what we wanted to talk about tonight. And we had a couple of ideas and I was thinking, wow, like we've talked about being positive and positivity, but we have never really dug in on body image mm -hmm. after baby. We've kind of touched on C-section scars, like, you know, with Roxy, we talked about, you yeah. know, just loving yourself, but we really have talked a lot about like how to get your sexy back, but, but yeah, getting your different. sexy back is not the same thing. That's as that different than, and there's a difference between loving your body for the children it's given you and feeling sexy. Like a woman. I mean, I, I feel like a mother. Yeah. That's such a I great way to put it. I don't always feel like a woman. Well, there's something inherently... Uh, well, being womanly is like being a sexual being, right? right? And there's something inherently unsexy about having children and raising yeah. children. And you, ha you, there's so much weird crossover between, I mean, babies come out of your private parts right. and then, well, not mine. And then Thank eat God. from your boobs. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but like the no, idea and then they eat from your boobs. Yeah. Like, so the two places that are like the, the sexual, most sexual. Yeah. So it's weird. You almost have to like, you don't have to, you just naturally separate it, separate it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so funny, like it, it, it's so obvious when people are not parents and sometimes you post a video and they don't understand mm -hmm. like that, you know, whether it's from the nursing person, oh, you're doing yeah. that for you or whatever. Like, right. There's just <laughs> so much of a disconnect with your sexuality or there can be when you have kids. And then you guys have gone through, you know, a long well, period of time of kids in your bed yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, too. it's that and that is part of probably part of the other bit of me, you know, being so emotional and like reacting the way I did. It's like, you know, this week, literally this week, we moved Evie out of our bed. 
Yeah. Like not into her bed. Why? <laughs> but but she falls asleep in our bed and then I move her onto a pallet on the floor and she stays there till like four AM. I'm like, the small steps, right? Over the yeah. summer, we'll probably put her in her bed and let yeah. Ava stay with her. Right. My fear is they're all upstairs. It's a very steep staircase. I have a feeling she'd be like waking up middle of the night, like trying to make her way downstairs and fall. So we're trying to do it in stages. It's just we're kind of past the point of like just put her in her, <laughs> put her Yeah. In her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. And, you know, so honestly, I will tell you the take up my takeaway from this number two of three stories today is that I did the freaking striptease video. You did. Yeah, and I almost wish I could share it on <gasps> socials. It's really f- good. <laughs> oh, you might have to show me. Show okay, fantastic. It's really good. Because you're like, sitting here telling me I would never do that. And I'm like, yeah, but you could. Like, I, I could. And I did. And I had this like. Did he know you were going to do it? Where you're like, okay, give me half an hour. Babe. No, he had no idea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Anyway. And then did you like YouTube it? That's what I would do. I would be like, YouTube, how to strip tease. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I really didn't because I was not going to Did dance. you turn on music? No. Nope. It was just video, literally poorly lit, purposefully. Oh God, amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'll show you. you. It's great. Anyway. Oh my gosh. And yeah. that uh, that had to mean even more to him knowing. Mm, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Because we never, a lot of it is we never would have had. I mean, with these conversations, we talk about this stuff a lot, but we yeah. never, we probably never would have had this conversation in depth this way if it wasn't for this. If it wasn't for this. Did you have body, you know, we, we, we both had this period of time in LA and I know there's, there's more to get to obviously, but I, I really think this piece of the topic is so interesting and so real for so many women. Um, because I wonder, you know, being in the entertainment industry, I just, I think I've talked about this a little bit, but I had so many body image issues. I mean, growing up dancing and then cheerleading and it's like, I was never tall enough or skinny enough. And I just had all these issues and I never had a clinical eating disorder, right. but man, I treated my body poorly and I hated on my body and I hated the scale. And I let thoughts on if my body was what it should be consume me. Right. I would t- keep a running tab of what I had eaten I would undereat, overexercise, stop mm-hmm. eating after 3 p.m., eat a crap ton of like um, sugar-free stuff. Yep. And, like I just, I feel uh, like I've been there right alongside you for a lot of it. Yeah, and I think I finally realized it's like that life for me is. I mean, it's just not. It's not worth it. It's like no, I was never yeah. happy dieting to the number. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it just didn't. It did not. It did not work for me. And like, if, I mean, you guys, everything about everything about my life, I think almost every major tenant in my life is about moderation. I'm like, I'm not black and white on almost anything. Everything is like very gray and eating for me is one of them. I never binge. I'll never sit down and eat a whole package of Oreos, but I probably would eat one a day. You know, I just have a very, I don't know. So, but I don't want to change those things either. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I just, yeah. And I think that, I I mean, I'm the same way where I have, I feel relaxed in my eating and all that. Like I, I actually, I, I am a person who will, will go mm-hmm. in the gym and I, I enjoy it. It's like my therapy, but I'm not in a bad place anymore. Like it's right. been really, it took me having kids yeah. to get out of that space, yeah. but that doesn't mean it's not hard. Cause again, like there's that separation between, you know, being okay in your skin mm-hmm. and all, and actually feeling like a sexual being. Yeah, I think for me with Ty, he, a lot of times, you know, he, he, I really got through all my issues with eating before we met. I mean, I was already in a really good place, even probably right before I met him because I had an undiagnosed thyroid disorder Mm -hmm. that I was literally battling against for, you know, 
like 15 years, I bet. Yeah. Spending all these hours, you know, like, like not working. Yeah, it was awful. And I, I didn't, I mean, I know so much more about fitness and nutrition now than I did. I wish I'd known stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we all have our journeys. But he was really never around for that insecure time mm-hmm. in my life when I was heavier and I was also in the entertainment industry. And yeah. ironically, like my most successful years in television and film were during that time. Yeah. Um, but he just sees me and I think it's mostly true like you as this just incredibly confident person. Mm -hmm. And so does he compliment, like, do I know he adores me? Absolutely. I feel that way too. But does he do the, is he like, oh my God, you're like, baby, you're so hot. Daily words of affirmations. I know. I'm realizing through this, that words of affirmations, I think are my love language. I think that's how I receive love is through that because it's like, you know, Adrian does all of that right. And the one thing I think I sometimes need to hear that I'm lacking is that. Well, I don't know that it even has to be a love language for every woman to want to hear that sometimes. Yeah, you're right. And I've from time to time been like, hey, I got like dressed up every night this week and you like never commented. And like to him, he'll go, well, I just think like you're just, you're just beautiful. Like, and he'll say something so sweet. Like you were the most beautiful person I've seen. Like you're just a beautiful person. And it's always when I just look like absolute garbage. (laughs) But like to his credit, I do know that he loves me for exact, like best, worst, whatever, but he doesn't often just go like, damn. Right. And it's that stuff that I think stimulates that sexual side that makes you feel desired that for him, he just doesn't really need that. Right. You know, even the few times I brought it up, he's just sort of like, oh, I just assume that, you know, you're like a beautiful person or whatever. I get that. And I actually, I, I feel that really deeply because I think, I think Adrian feels the same way. It's like, well, I mean, it's obvious. I think you're hot when we have a great sex life. I touch you all the time. I'm always with you. Like what, what do you need? And really what I do need from time to time is to not feel like I'm a pretty mom, Mm. but to be like, feel like I'm a sexy wife. Yeah. Anyway. You could not have said that better. Thanks. So, hey, hubbies, uh, partners, just like, you know, just say the word sometimes. Okay, what's the next thing? So this is the most disjointed podcast we've ever done. You know, we're just on a roll with we that. We are lately. on a roll and it's fine. <laughs> I actually fine. really appreciate it. It's how my life is. It's chaotic. It yeah. never connects and that's fine. Um, so, you know. We had a crazy, we had a crazy, just emotional morning. And, and I decided, you know what? It's 75 degrees. I'm going to take Evie and her little best friend of the zoo. And we're just going to like throw it in, be gone for a couple hours and like, just have some fun. My house needs to be cleaned. My, I have so much work (laughs) sitting on my laptop. I can't even, I have literally looked at none of it in three days. And I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. I I admire (sighs) you for that. And, and, but it, it took, it took hearing Scott and Vicky's story to really put that in perspective. I was like, my mm. job right now is to make this little girl feel like she's the center of my world. Mm. So I took them to the zoo. And when we were done, we were walking back through the parking lot to um, the car. And I get a call. And it says WCS operations, which is Wilson County Schools operations. And okay. I'm like, oh, they're about to tell me my kids have missed too much school. <laughs> you know, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. Because right now... Every, you only have like five parent excuses for a semester and then you have to give like, and that's for like travel, if you're sick, if they need a mental health day, whatever it is. Right. Well, my kids all just had that nasty gastrointestinal bug, which took them each out for a solid four to five days. Yeah. So they've been out. So I'm thinking, oh, this is the attendance office. This is good. This is a really good one. 
I'm not really You're sure. You're like already fired up as you're answering the phone for I was already fired up. I was, but, I, but I almost didn't answer it because I'm like, right. I have sent them emails saying, here's the deal. In a, a world where we have been told to keep our children home from school at any sign of sickness, sniffles, yeah, right. a sore throat, a cough, a headache, which by the way, my kids have learned how to work that system. So whatever. Oh, but yeah. if, they have, <laughs> if they have a couple of those symptoms, we've been told to keep them home from school. Right, so, so don't penalize. I refuse to even play into this. Your kids have missed too much school nonsense. Yeah. Okay. They have great grades. They're fine. Whatever. I'm not playing into it. Yeah. So I almost didn't answer. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to answer. So I'd just gotten the kids in the car and I sit down and I hear... Hi, Mrs. Culp. This is so and so, principal at Glenville Middle. No. And immediately I'm like, what's happened to my child? Right? Because yeah. that's just the first thing that goes of through my head. You want to like, like know your wrong? kids are okay? I was like, yes. And she goes, so, I'm like holding my breath right now. Yeah, this is going to be heavy. And I don't really even know how to talk about this without it feeling. Let me tell you the whole story, and then okay. we can. Then I'll tell you my thoughts. She's like, I have Ava in my office. Um, she was sent to my office for racial harassment, and I went, I- I'm sorry, what? Like my child who's on student council, tennis team, great grades, nice to everyone, everyone's champion, is sitting in your office for racial harassment. Oh my god. Uh, okay, what do you mean? Like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, initially, I'm thinking she was harassed, but then it becomes really clear that she has said someone that's something that's really offended someone. So I said to her, I was like, what happened? And she said, well, she was in class and she was having a conversation with like four other girls, two of whom were Chinese students. And she said, in the middle of the conversation, she said, ching, chang, chong. And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking, wow, that's like really bad judgment. But again, she's 12 years old. Does she even really understand like why that would be offensive. I don't even, I don't know. Right. And before I could even ask the principal, she said, so, you know, she's in my office and I told her like that it really offended them. That's not something that you should ever say. And Ava was like, I don't, what does that mean? I was trying to speak Chinese. I don't understand that I said something wrong. What was it? Right. Yeah. So she then said, you know, some people think it's a, just a derogatory like word because it's like mocking. And yeah. she's like, I'm just trying to speak Chinese. So here's Ava, like, uh, and to the principal's credit, she was very kind and very gracious. She's like, your daughter had absolutely no idea that what she said was wrong. And, and by the way, of all the things and all the words we've tried to talk to our kids about that are inappropriate to say and things that you hear in music and movies and on TV that you do not say, that was not one of them. I just, it didn't even right. cross my mind. Right. So- she said, you know, she did not intend to hurt anyone's feelings. She didn't intend to like anything. Like it was just, it's truly, it's a misunderstanding. And in my head, I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, I don't even know how to respond to this because clearly it's like Ava's upset. She's crying. She's at school. And, you know, my mama bear instinct is like, well, I have to protect her and also make sure she understands like why they think that was derogatory. Right. Yeah. And I'm just getting to this place where I'm like, all right. You know, I'll, um, we'll, we'll kind of talk to her and like feel her out and get her side of it. And she goes, so she's in in-school suspension. And I went, wow, excuse me. I was like, my child is in in-school suspension for an accidental comment that had no negative like, intention. intention. It, it, isn't that what happened to the kid who threatened to shoot up the school? You put him in ISS. So like, holy crap. Wow. Like all of a sudden I'm like, now I'm really pissed because yeah. she's like, she's, 
she's, she's was crying. She's like, she's in the library. She's like, we're, you know, she was trying to see if she could join her classes via Google meets because, you know, we don't want her to fall behind. I'm like, you put my kid who's like clearly made an, a, a mistake, like and, a judgment and, mistake and, and was clearly and upset did about not it. understand yeah. and was completely ignorant to why wow, yeah. it was, you know, instead of making this a, a teachable teaching moment. learning moment for both girls to say, Ava, this is why maybe she felt like it was, you know, a, an uncomfortable word. And for this other girl to hear Ava say, I had no intention of insulting you. I didn't think it was, I wanted to be like you. I was, you know, because obviously since I've had conversations with Ava, so I do know how she feels. Um, this wasn't me assuming this. She's like, you know, I, I wanted to be like like her. I was trying to speak Chinese and I didn't think I was saying anything bad. And she said then when she reacted like that, I had to immediately go to my journal and write down what I said because I wanted to look it up when I got to my phone because I have no idea what I said was bad. And so now, you know, the, the me that's like the Enneagram eight, that's like the champion that's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not that she's totally innocent in that she didn't say something she shouldn't have said. Mm -hmm. It's that the policy is now being really unfairly applied across the board because we have friends, I mean, down the street from us whose daughters who were called the B word by boys repeatedly in mm -hmm. a really negative way, like yeah. not in a cutesy, fun, flirty, not that that's any, there's never, I, to me, right, there's never right. a thing, but you know what I mean? It's like intent here. We're back yeah. to intent and absolutely nothing happened to them. And you have this, this child who's like in, for all intents and purposes is like the pillar of her grade, you know, does something that's just accidental and we're not apologizing and giving her a warning and saying, okay, yeah. we understand just know, like, this is not something that you can say at school. No problem. Right. I get, I get so fed up with policies that are sort of in place to like make examples out of people who don't need to be made examples of. Yeah. If she had called her a name, you bet yeah. your ass I would have been the one grounding her. Right. But what's hard is in this this sort of climate that we live in where we protect people, right? Like, And it, protecting people is great. But like when you have a problem with someone, when you and I were in school, if like Susie had a problem with something I said, the principal would be like, Susie and Jen, you guys need to sit down because mm -hmm. we need to talk about this. Ava, right. Ava now has, she has to kind of go to this girl. I mean, she doesn't have to, but our, our goal for her is to go to this girl and say, I had no idea that I was insulting to you. And I'm so yeah. sorry, but I really yeah. wish you had come to me and said, that's really insulting Ava. And here's why, you know, instead it's now become, you know, one girl's humiliated for this reason, another humiliated for this reason. We have two girls that are now going to have issues with each other unless they can work it out. And it's just, it's frustrating to me because there's no... They don't, they do it in a very like anonymous way. I wouldn't even put that on the girls because they're kids. And I mean, it's hard enough for sometimes adults to be direct with each no, other. I, and I but told the way the that the thing. school handled it, I think like it would be pretty dang mature for that girl to be able to go to Ava and have that conversation totally. because confrontation of any time, kind no. especially like, well, but, but the way that the school handled it definitely it could have, but could see, have. I guess my point is it could easily be Ava just writing her a letter and saying, yeah. I had absolutely no idea yeah. that this was going to be something that was insulting to you. Right. I've learned from this. Thank you for like telling me and then having this girl write her a letter back. And if the school wants to keep it like anonymous, great, keep it anonymous. But right. I just, I don't, I feel like we live in a world where we're so scared of like confronting people and having real conversations and having hard conversations and doing the difficult work that we're missing these huge moments yeah. that are like teachable moments for our kids. And it, it made me so sad because I'm like, this kid is not, I mean, she's the one that includes everyone. Like she's not the person that is like, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm just, yeah. I was still emotional about it because I felt like, I, I don't know. Well, I, knowing her and being her mom and seeing her go through that, and it just creates such a bigger divide for mm-hmm. these girls. And gosh, it really that's does. Hard. It really does. That's really hard. Um, and, you know, I mean, anyone, you know, you guys know how I feel. I'm yeah. all for protecting. Absolutely. Um, protecting people. But that does feel like it feels like a consequence that's totally unnecessary. And there were a lot of other ways to kind of, I think, I feel teach like, them both. and I also yeah. feel like everyone should have the opportunity to have it a teaching moment, a learning moment. Well, and you I'm, know, I'm also, I'm really a fan of zero tolerance in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like if you're going in and you are, you are using racial slurs and you are yeah. really purposefully trying to hurt someone's feelings. I mean, right. you threaten violence in a school, you know, bullying, right. things like that. I am a zero tolerance, one and done. You know, it's not acceptable. Right. right. But to hear the principal that's say- never coming from a good place. No, it's right? not. Like it that's, never, 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 never. And so uh, to me, when you hear, have a principal say, I've, I've done due diligence. I've talked to both girls. We absolutely know this was not intentional. We know she didn't know right. what it meant. Well, then what is the problem? Right. Uh, have them apologize. Have Ava write a letter of apology. But to pull her out of her classes, I mean, they told me she was crying all day long. And then oh, when she got home, she's girl. like, I cried all day long. And I'm like, I, I, what have we learned? What have we learned? Mm-hmm. She still doesn't even really understand what it means. Like and yeah. Adrian and I had a conversation with her where we, we, you know, in essence told her what it can be perceived as, but it's like, man. So how yeah. long is she, was it just that just day? Just today. Okay. Yeah. It's just today. Thank goodness. And it's God. fine. If I hadn't had such an emotional day on so many mm-hmm. other, with so many other things, right. just in general, it was like, can I get hit with one more thing? Just one. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you want another sip of wine? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, you know, these are things that there's no clear answer. Like, there's not always a clear answer to any of these things. There's not. It's, like, it's just sometimes you need to, like, voice them. and Yeah. I don't know. I really wasn't even going to talk about any of it. Adrian's like, you need to talk about all of it. It's yeah. the reality of mom life and it's what's going on with you right now. And, yeah. You know. You know, it's interesting about when we talk about stuff that goes on in our own lives. I feel like I get reached out to... A lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, those are a lot of times the less planned episodes yep. like this one, um, but the most real, you know, when it's literally us sharing something that's actually happening yeah. right now, <laughs> because that's the stuff I feel like just any mom, any mom, any parent can relate to that kind of day. And it's yeah. like your day was all over the map. It was too. all over the map. Yeah. Like high, high, low, low, crazy, embarrassing scared, uh, uh, anxious, upset, angry, mortified, all of it. I mean, it's like you're, yeah, yeah. Our kids all make stupid mistakes. You know, my hope is that the mistakes my kids are making are, are, for lack of a better word, ignorantly stupid. Like, I don't want them to be the kids that are, yeah. are bullying and saying mean things and those kinds of things. And anyway, I strive for teachable moments like that with my kids, but man, I was not yeah. expecting that. Oh yeah, that's a lot. I can definitely feel a connection with like each of those things yeah. that you said. Um, anyone who listened to our episode with Shaleen mm-hmm. uh, knows that that really hit for me. And I really have taken a lot of what she said with me. And we had this, I had this moment with Rad. We feel like he's, he's my eight year old and we feel like he was an only child for five years. And if any of our kids are going to act spoiled, it's him, but he's also the most thoughtful kid. Like, 
ridiculously thoughtful. Like, I don't know if you were there when he opened. You weren't, but um, he made his baby sister, who was turning one, a birthday present. And he wanted to wrap it up. And I kind of saw it, but I didn't really know what it was. I just knew that he was like really excited about it and then really excited for her to open her presents. And so when we opened it, he had made her her first guitar. Oh, And it is really cool. Like he used like rubber bands and clips and like... I need to post a picture of it because it's so cool. And then he made, I thought it was like a tag, but he's like, no, mommy, it's a bookmark. And on one side, I can't remember what it said, but it was just something like super sweet. And on the other side, it said, one little Teddy can make a big difference. And I just started bawling. And that's the kitty is he's like super sweet, but sometimes he can get emotional about the smallest things. And I have a real hot button for that. I get Mm -hmm. very impatient and I immediately go to that place of like, you have no idea how good your life is. We try not to actively spoil him, but there are moments when it comes out just in his emotional reaction to the smallest things. So we are going to sponsor a child that is his age, a little boy who's his age. That's so Um, great. And I'm really excited for that um, because it's the best way I know to give him perspective without me just telling him over and over. Like he needs to understand it and he's going to use some of his own money. Oh, that's so good. To help with the sponsorship. And so that I feel like is just really important. Do the, does he get to have like like communication with yeah, them? Do from they get what to, I understand. Can they write each other maybe? Yeah, from what I understand, they can do letters and stuff. I which, know Shalene used to send letters to yeah, her or her daughter yeah. and son. And now that they're older, they have real you know, yeah, communication, communication and visited and whatnot. But I am. I'm I curious. mean, that would be a hope for me yeah. is to like, you know, have them have a real relationship and for us to, you know, go meet That'd be so cool. This child and maybe do it for each of my kids as they get older. And so that I, I feel that really hard. And then the body image thing. I mean, literally like, oh my gosh. I really, we need to have a, we need to dig in more sometime on the, like, we've talked so much about the C-section. Oh, yeah. maybe we'll gab about that. Let's we do could it. Gab about that. Yeah. I have a lot of words about that right now. Okay. So Go sign up on Patreon <laughs> so you can hear so you the next can... part of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, that's just like a re- you're you're just listening to a real moment in our life. We, right now. we started this by saying we were having these real life mom conversations, and we decided to just put them up in front of a mic, and that's about as real as it gets. Absolutely. Well, I love you, and uh, love that, you was, too. that was that mm. was. You got to be tired. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, uh, and uh, and like the mom community thing is definitely, uh, I think, what holds us all together. Very important. In these crazy days like this. All right. Well, I don't know what we're talking about next week, but. See you next week. (laughs) You might find out at the same time we find out. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you from the Russell, a historic East Nashville boutique hotel whose mission is to give back to the Nashville community. As of 2021, Mission Hotels have donated over 100,000 meals, showers, beds, and supplies to those experiencing homelessness in Nashville. Visit missionhotels.com to book your experience today. Your name is Mom.